You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 232. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Hello. Hi. Hello. It's Marisa here. And today's recording is back on Clubhouse. We took a couple of weeks off from Clubhouse to return to my introverted self, we shall say. But simultaneously, I did not take time off from the podcast, kept going with the podcast. But today I wanted to come back on on Clubhouse because I think that could be a really interesting conversation that we could have. Marisa, so good to see you. So as per usual, I'm going to just kick off today's Clubhouse Room with a short intro recording to the podcast. And I believe, I'm double checking right now that everything is hooked up appropriately, accordingly. All the, all the plugs are in all the right places. I'm still getting used to my Roadcaster Pro. Let me see. I wonder if you can hear this on Clubhouse. Marisa will have to tell me. <laughs> if not, I think you'll hear it in the recording. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I've plugged everything into all of the right places. So today I want to talk to you about, I'm very passionate about this topic of online teaching for creatives, for artists, especially because um, they're crushing it. (laughs) They're crushing it in the online teaching space. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty amazing. And as someone who entered the space very early before many people knew that it was an option, I think it was 2008 for me, I love seeing what's happening. And I've been through all the cycles where I've talked myself out of this path many times. And I'm so glad that I finally got over myself and stopped doing that because today I want to talk to you about three myths when it comes to online teaching for creatives. And the reason is because this is a very interesting, viable, powerful option to add as additional revenue into your business stream, which is what I talked about on episode 231 of the podcast as I record this live that went up today. So you can listen to that episode. So three myths, let's dive in. One is that you have to be a teacher already and know what to teach. And you're like, wait, Marisa, what? You're saying this is a myth? Yes. And I will explain why. So one, no, you don't have to be a teacher, but by teacher, um, I'm putting in, in air quotes, uh, you don't have to 
uh, this is something that really almost held me back the first time because I was a podcaster. Uh, if you're if you're on Clubhouse, if you're listening to a podcast, if you are a podcaster, listen, listen, lean in for a moment. I was a podcaster. I wasn't a teacher. Uh, okay, so the difference is. The difference was I felt like, oh, I don't have any formal training. I've never thought of myself as a teacher or a mentor, or it's just never even crossed my mind or coach or any, whatever, whatever label you want to put with someone sharing information and knowledge or what they're passionate about. Basically, that is what is required. Now, certainly I'm going to acknowledge and uh, suggest that you know, you'll grow into a skill set. You will become a better teacher. You will want to become a better teacher, mentor, coach, guide. You'll want to continue to improve, but it is not to be a reason for you to not consider the space of online teaching because myth number one, that you are not already a teacher or teaching in some capacity because chances are you may be sharing already. And that's really the first sign is I call it a gentle nudge. It's this inner, um, what would we even call that? It's just this way of being where you kind of want to tell people what you're excited about, not just to be narcissistic and be like, wow, this makes me so happy because you know that, or you hope you intend that it's going to make somebody else, um, you know, happy that it's going to teach them something that might light up some part of their lives or, you know, help them in business, help them to grow their income. I mean, there's so many different options around that desire to share or for artists, we want to share how we made something so that somebody else might be able to take this art supply perhaps and make something incredible in their style and their voice. They might be able to take this technique and then add it in to their piece in this way. And So it can come creatively and it can come as in the case for me, although I have taught both creatively and um, on the professional side. Right now, my focus is primarily helping artists with business and selling online to their ideal collectors. That's my primary focus. And I love it. I love talking all things art and business, but I also love hosting painting retreats. So we're talking about this from a number of different angles and no part of me I'm a self-taught artist. I'm basically a self-taught entrepreneur, as many of us are. I'm now highly invested in my continuing education. I am proud to say in both art and business, I got over myself in that way and I'm learning from many different mentors. And before that though, before I just had a passion to share and I did recognize that through the podcast. I thought, oh, huh. I do really want to help. Like I do. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm recording. That's why I'm here in Clubhouse. And welcome, Stephanie, Patty, Marie, Wendy. So good to have you here. Um, So I'm quickly going through number two. So number one myth, just to recap, we're talking about this today. Um, Myths around online teaching for creatives, for artists. You have to be a teacher first. No. And this was that part. I won't skip over it where I said, you have to know what you want to teach. A lot of times people think, well, I don't know. So therefore teaching isn't for me. 
Let me just make a quick, like an asterisk here. Um, I have noticed a trend in the online space in particular, where because everything is available to us and now we're starting to believe in possibility more, which is fantastic. We also think it's supposed to come packaged um, in a box with a red bow and already figured out for us. And if it isn't, then we think we're doing something wrong. A huge part of the journey, it's called a journey, is because you start somewhere and you get somewhere else. And hopefully where you get to is kind of where you hoped you would go. But we all know that when we make that journey, we go on, sometimes we meander. <laughs> sometimes something comes along that we're like, whoa, I didn't think about this before. Maybe this podcast will be that for you. And my life changed with the podcast a couple of years ago and listening to a podcast, a story, a story for another moment, but you never know. So you have an idea, you start somewhere and you go. So it's a journey and the journey is about figuring it out. Even if you have mentors like me, many wonderful people out there able to guide you, they're going to help you with a lot. They're, you're going to get to skip massive. You're probably going to shave years of time off. You're going to shave, save, shave years off, save, save lots of money on your journey. It's going to go smoother, quicker, but there's still a part that no one can do for you. And that is figure it out. And that is a long way of saying, start somewhere get an idea. So yes, you'll have an idea, but you can start to get that idea by asking people or by listening when people are asking you what it is they want to know from you. Listen. If you have the nudge and you are interested in the tiniest bit, I want you to listen. If you can't help yourself in Facebook groups, you want to help somebody, pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. Not everybody has that and that's totally fine. I know that's not always the path for everyone, but I think it's a path for creatives, especially more than we know. And that's why I'm passionate about talking about it because I talked myself out of it for all the reasons I'm sharing with you today. So you don't have to know what you're gonna teach right away. You're gonna start with something and you're gonna see where it takes you and guaranteed it's going to become something else. And that is gonna be through the collaboration with the people who learn from you, which in the beginning may be a couple of people. The first workshop, I just remembered the first workshop I ever had painting was one of my collectors who came to my house in Laurel Canyon at the time, it's like 2007, and came and painted with me. That was my first student. And she asked, and I said, okay, sure. Come on over. This is this is what the charge will be. And bring this. I'll supply this. Okay, let's do it. I forgot that until now. That must have been especially for you. Number two myth. Oh, how many people know this one? Someone out there is already teaching what I want to teach. So this is if you have an idea or you have a specialty. Someone's already teaching it. Ah. Oh. Yep, that means I can't do it. <laughs> well, check, cross that one off the list. No online teaching for me. Nope. And this is for in-person as well, right? But there are lockdowns happening again. 
we're easing into the in-person. So everyone's well aware of, hopefully, if not, you will be, of how powerful the online space is and how we're now doing things online that we didn't think was possible. And so also, if you have any of that floating around in your head, like what I currently teach or want to teach can't be done online, I invite you to stay open to possibilities. There are ways. So we're talking about online teaching, but this obviously applies as well if you want to host in-person workshops or dovetail that with your online teaching. Someone's already doing it. This was a huge one for me, even though I was one of the first to start teaching art and business online in my space. Then other people came along and I felt like they did it so much better. They had maybe better resources that they could invest in it. Uh, Maybe they did better videos when we could finally do video. I just, I found every excuse in the book uh, to cover up the fact that I really just doubted myself. And that was a whole journey, a journey again that I had to take to decide that I wasn't going to let that stop me. I wasn't going to believe that imposter syndrome, which we've talked about a lot over the past couple of weeks. So if someone else is teaching what you want to teach, they're not you. You're going to do it your way. And you know what's cool? Your students can learn from you and that person. It's so wonderful. There is no limit. Uh, And it means there's a market for what you want to teach. Okay? Okay, good. All right, we're we're you're still with me. And number 3 on the myths is you have to be techie. You don't. You will have some online acumen. You will. But hey, you're listening to me on a podcast. You are here on Clubhouse. You have enough tech ability to make this happen. And it really can be a lot simpler than it needs to be, or excuse me, it can be a lot simpler than you think it needs to be. And it's not a reason. It shouldn't be a barrier to pursuing this because also you can hire support to help you. If that really does feel like a challenge for you, there are so many people in the virtual assistant space who can help you with that. And it really can be as simple as having a place to receive payment. Most people use Venmo or PayPal now. Don't have to go through this whole process of setting up a merchant account like I had to do way back in the day. And you can, you know, technically run a group on Facebook or you can even run something on Clubhouse now. It's all right, you know, to have a room and to charge ahead of time. Granted, on Clubhouse, we can't see a lot, but depending upon what you're teaching, still a really powerful tool. And these tools are out there available to you. I will just say there's some uh, legalese around Facebook. While you can absolutely host courses in groups, you are, I believe, so double check this, required to have a a off-site place as well where you're hosting some of the course material, um, certainly receiving payment, just a place where your course is and then having it in a group. But certainly you can get a lot done with tools that are already existing that you are probably already using, just as an example. So as a quick recap, and then I'm going to open the floor. And that is number one, the three myths. Myths. Can anyone else say this word better than me? (laughs) Three myths to online teaching for creatives is that you have to already be a teacher. Nope, you don't. You have to have a desire to share, a gentle nudge 
to share, as I say, and listen to it. You have to know what to teach. No, eventually, yes, but not, you can say that you're ready to teach without having that fully clarified. It's okay. And you can invite people to be part of the collaborative experience of developing that path. It's, it can be really wonderful to do that with others. And number two, um, since there's someone else already teaching what you want to teach, that means you can't do it. Nope. That's all the more reason for you to do it. It's really okay. There's room for all of us. I've seen it now. I'm a believer. (laughs) I'm a believer. I don't think I used to be as much as I wanted to be, but I am a believer now. And number three, you have to be techie. No, there's all kinds of ways to work that in a very um, user-friendly way. And if you really, really wanted to argue for that limitation, then I would just say, don't be an online business owner. Like just cross that one off the list, find something else to do. But then I would really have a hard time saying that in today's world, even if you were a brick and mortar, because we've been shown that on some level, you're going to want an online presence somewhere. So then I would say, don't throw that away. Just figure it out and come play with us and get in the game and don't argue for your limitations. All right. So there we go. That's the beginning of the podcast. You know, what's cool about recording this way live on Clubhouse. Please, um, Raise your hands if you'd like to come and share your experience. If you have a question, if you want to talk through an idea, we could do that as well. Um, It really helps me keep my opening to the podcast to about 15 minutes, which I'm really proud of (laughs) because I go on inspired tangents. I'm not going to lie. It's just part of my style. So uh, everybody, don't run up all at once. (laughs) I would love to chat with you. I see Marisa, I see Stephanie, I see Patty, I see Marie, I see Wendy, I see Anna. I'm excited to have you all with me. Is this something that you're thinking about? Did you start it? Stephanie, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I want to know what's happening with your vision, um, with what you were working on last year. I know Marie is also going to be talking to us about this in a bit. So let me know if you have something that you would want to share or if you also went through some resistance around deciding that it was right for you. If you have a story around that as well. For me, I had a moment where I was, well, I talked about it a little bit on Uh, episode 231. So I won't go too deep on it, but I had a moment where I had to come up with additional revenue streams. And what was right in front of me that I resisted for so long was people asking me to share with them how I was selling my art online at that time. And I, I did that thing. I don't know if any artists experienced this as well, but I did that thing where I'm like, I don't want to uh, be a, I don't want to be a teacher of art who doesn't then make their art. I felt that through college, I had uh, very cranky art teachers. Not going to lie. I'm going to say it with love and respect, but I felt that they were teaching because they hadn't maybe made it in their art career. 
And I felt that that resentment was coming at me in a big way as a student. And I did not like it. (laughs) I didn't, it kind of uh, ruined me as a, um, it ruined me as, oh, hey, Marie, (laughs) you just want to mute really quick when you first come up. And then I'll hand the mic over to you in just a moment. There we go. I got you. Okay. So I felt this resentment and it stuck with me. Um, I didn't want to be that person. I wanted to pursue my passion. And so when people were asking me to teach them, I instantly went to that place, right or wrong. It's, it's just what I did. And I thought I just decided to become an artist I don't want to make my income all about my uh, teaching and then not really be making the art that I'm teaching about. In fact, I still feel that sometimes now, even though I've chosen to, I, well, the last two years, I really put the majority of my focus on growing my, the teaching side of my business. And I had like some imposter syndrome, like, am I still selling enough of my art? And then I had this amazing month in January and I was like, yeah, that's enough. We don't need to prove this one anymore. Uh, we've done it. You know, there are times in your life where you will make different choices about how you get the income, but it's funny because I only bring this up. People like to stick that to you. I actually had someone um, recently on a Facebook ad I had say, I'm sure she makes more money from this, which is my expansive artist than my art. And um, I was like, well, is there a problem with that? And second of all, the answer is no, not yet, but I really want it to because that's the, the last little piece of this too as a creative and why online teaching is nice to consider is that you can get burnt out as an artist and you want to be able to offset, whether it's teaching or anything, the reason we preach multiple revenue streams, you want to offset the constant creation of your art when it when you do turn it into a business. You've got to find a way to find harmony with that. So some of these thoughts that we have are sort of outdated And it was an initial resistance for me. And Marie has agreed to come up and chat with me. I'm so happy that you're here. And Marie, I'm going to hand it over to you to share what has inspired you to come and share today. Hi. Hello. 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 Bonjour. Bonjour. Um, Yeah, I think think it is cranky people, you know. (laughs) Um, I think there is a a really big misconception that... um, you only become an art teacher if you cannot make money with your art. I'm not sure where it comes from, uh, because all the great artists uh, over the years, uh, most of them have been teachers too, so I'm not sure um, where it comes from. Um, But in any case, it certainly wasn't the case for me. I, Like you said, it was a spontaneous thing to want to help out someone or share Uh, art supplies, share how I did this effect that I'm loving so much, or, you know, it was just something you can't help. It's, it's like you want to share. So I'm not sure why that would be less than just uh, selling art, but um, (laughs) yeah, I don't know why. But in any case, um, I wanted also to talk about the myth that um, 
<laughs> I'm sure I'm not seeing it right to myth. <laughs> but um, you have to be a particular... Uh, you have to have particular skills for teaching because it was not the case for me, I don't think. Uh, my mom is a teacher, not an art teacher, but a, t a teacher. And she was really good at it. <laughs> and I don't think I'm particularly good at it. But since I want to share and I keep doing it, I'm getting better and better. And uh, the student certainly seems to respond very well. Um, so it's all good. You know, you just, you just do it until you become good. <laughs> it's just like art, you know, it's not because you are studying that you should not share, uh, what you are making. So it's like, I think it's like everything in life. You just, you just keep doing the thing you want to do. And I think everything falls into place. And not only it falls into place, but you jump on opportunities that will open because you share, because, because you're passionate about what you're doing. So all these opportunities that I'm seeing coming to me now is just because I kept going when it was hard and I kept looking for resources to help me out. And, and now it's, it's really, really paying off. So... I just wanted to say that uh, if this is what you are born to be doing, then do it. And you find ways to do it. And that's it. <laughs> Thank you, Marie. I know some exciting things are happening for you. I know you'll share when you're ready and then when you can share with us. But you said two things that I would love to come back to. And if you are just joining us, Michelle, Margaret, great to have you. Please feel free to raise your hand and join us on the stage for um, a question or a discussion. We've opened, this is recorded because I put this in my podcast later, um, assuming, well, I said everything's plugged in okay. <laughs> we never know. Um, but we we invite you to come and join us as well and be a part of the conversation. But quickly coming back to Marie, I wanted to come back to two points. One is, can you talk quickly about when you say it was hard? I know sometimes, I think sometimes, well, do we feel this way? I wonder because I, I tend to be like really um, I love what I do. And so when I reach a point where I share about it, I, I'm like, woo, <laughs> I don't always, <laughs> I don't always pull back the curtain and talk about the, oh my God, <laughs> like this was hard. And you know, I don't really, I don't always subscribe to the word hard. I've like to reframe it a little as challenging, but I was wondering if we can just go there for a second. What has felt hard to you because that you have found your way through that you're glad that you did, because those are the same thoughts that I'm sure someone contemplating this path is going through right now. So I was wondering if you could address those and Marisa, great to have you with us. We'll come to you um, in shortly. I think maybe what's hard is the high and lows that are, I think, inevitable. Um, I think, I think the hardest part was either I was not selling work, um, and that since your artwork is such a part of yourself, that's always hard. 
Um, but also, there was also this other hard part where I would sell quite a few, like very regularly, and then nothing anymore. I was doing new work and nobody um, was responding to it. And that's really difficult too, because it puts you in the position of, well, if I want to sell, then I should make more of what I was doing before, which was selling, and not the new thing that I'm doing. Um, so you, and I think if you want to grow as an artist, you can't just stay into the one thing that's working because it's working right now with, you know, certain people are going to respond to it and it takes a while for people to switch to whatever style you are doing now that is not selling as well. So um, I think that was the hardest part for me to just, you just keep, you just keep going. And now it seems that it's catching up again. And so, you know, it's, it's basically sticking to it, even when you're not selling, even we, when um, people are, in the case of an art teacher, nobody's, um, or not enough students are signing up for your classes. I think it actually takes, it takes a long time, you know, it's, and it's not because people are not responding to what you're posting uh, right away, but it means anything from the value or quality of what you're doing. It doesn't matter if it's writing, art, making movies, music. Uh, sometimes it's just a matter of people seeing that you stick to it, that you're growing and they want to grow with you. I think that was the hardest part for me to realize that it wasn't, it's not me. <laughs> it's uh, other things that go around having a business of any kind. It's not just art, it's for, it takes a while to be noticed and, but it, it you will, if you keep doing it, you will, it's just, it takes a while and you need to keep going. Thank you, Marie. I was glad that you circled back around to the teaching. It's really, you're so right. It's really the same. It's the same on all fronts. They're making our art and then choosing to make another form of art is also creating a teaching experience. And, and you're right. You know, you do, People need to see in both instances that you are serious about it, you know, that they, they, they want to know that you're committed to it, whether that's creating your art again, or creating an experience for them to learn with you. They want to see that. And that's why consistency is so important and not allowing the the downturns or the non-responses to something that you create to keep you from continuing, even in that same direction. Because again, as Marie was saying, it takes a certain amount of, of time and intention. And what I've learned, and this will be interesting to hear thoughts on as well, is that you have to grow in confidence. And a lot of times people would think, well, I don't want to start because I'm, I don't feel confident. I want to wait until I do. And um, actually someone in the Expansive Artists had 
had made their intro post and said, I was waiting to feel brave and I just decided not to wait. And I was so glad because you get brave when you do it. You know, you get confident when you do it. You don't instantly, you have to have just enough confidence to, to get over, to get over yourself. As I've been saying in this, in this talk, you have to have just enough confidence to get out there and do it. And then it grows as you grow and you cannot let it be eroded by any outside response. You just have to see that as learning opportunities and the option of growing and uh, it's it's really, it's everything what Marie is saying. It's really that simple of just keep going, believe in yourself enough, be with people that will cheer you on through all of those ups and downs. And it's very important. So thank you for sharing that too, Marie. And Marisa, I wanted to hand it over to you. Did you have a question or some insight? I know you always have wisdom for us, <laughs> not to put you on the spot, um, but I just want to open up the floor to you. And if anyone, Laura, good to see you. If anyone's joining us in the audience who would like to come up and um, chat, ask a question, please feel free to. We're talking online teaching and confidence and believing in possibilities, all the things. Hi. Um, I guess what I, what I have is, um, just some, some thoughts that I had about everything that you've said so far and a bit of a, I guess, a question on what you would make of that. Um, I also know that I have some groceries being delivered in the next half hour and I'm hoping that that doesn't suddenly ring the doorbell now. Um, but Yes, as you know, like I'm not focusing on thinking about teaching and and that just right now because I'm just starting out and getting my shop and portfolio up and you know got to focus on one thing at a time. But for like future food for thought, it's got me thinking, and I do get that sharing urge that you talk about. Um, I get it really big, but I also think it might be different with me um because I'm not a confident speaker um part of that is social anxiety um like when I'm in a conversation I get brain fog and I just lose the thread of what I'm saying and my mind goes blank I've literally had to jot some of this down on sticky notes <laughs> before pressing the mic button um and the second part of it is that I mean, I think I, I lack experience in, you know, if you're someone who's generally been very timid, you don't have a lot of experience in social interactions. And when I see good teachers, even if they're just, you know, like someone who's run a really good hula hoop class that I've been to, you can tell that like they'll, they'll explain it to you one way and then they can tell whether you get it or not. And they'll try and explain it another way. And I, I'm worried that I, I wouldn't be able to tell if the person got it or not. I'm worried that I would just say, this is how I do it. <laughs> And then I would just be a useless teacher past that point. Um, that's just a, a little thought in my head. But I guess the way that I see sharing for me is um, I'm sort of driven by this feeling that it's worth battling through something, you know, in life or in, it can be like a really little thing, it can be a big thing. Um, 
as long as I only have to do it once. And part of that is making tools and templates and things for me. So if I do something once, I can do it the second time and the third time really easily. But part of it is not just me. Like I kind of, I, I don't want anyone else to wrestle with that thing. You know, it's nice if there's just one of you that has to do the wrestly bit and then everyone can benefit. And I, I have that feeling. Um, I, someone I know actually, as a slight aside, um, who uh, is actually a poet who's asked me to illustrate some of his work in his upcoming book. He has this fantastic um, line in one of his poems. Um, it's called, the poem's called, We Climbed As High As Possible. And the whole thing's stunning, but I'll just, I just want to say this a little bit because it really resonated with me and what you were just saying, Marisa. And that is, um, but some of us who made it through had thought to drop a rope behind and mark with blood and sweat and tears the footholds for our friends to find. So when we found those dizzying heights we'd fought so long and hard to reach, we know we'd helped the ones we loved to meet the dreams that they'd achieved. And I just think that's lovely. Um, and I think that's kind of how I feel about sharing. Like I, I want to leave behind a trail of tools and things like breadcrumbs. But when it comes to people skills and things, I don't know, not really. Like I feel like I'm the man behind the curtain um, and I'm not the Wizard of Oz face that actually comes out and does the speaking, I guess. So I don't know if teaching's actually for me in that way. I just wondering what you might think of all that. Oh, I have a lot, Marisa. <laughs> I have a lot. And thank you for that poem. Oh my goodness. It almost, it was making me teary um, because that is exactly it. A lot of times, I'm just going to toss this out there. I haven't mentioned this yet. When we go through hard things, um, I know as a human being, that just happens. You know, life is filled with many, many ups and downs. And those of us who feel that nudge to teach, we feel that way. We think, oh my goodness, if I could help someone go through this experience in a different way, I could, you know, help them have a little bit less pain or struggle, um, make this a little bit easier. And I have heard, um, one of the mentors that I, I listen to their podcast, I've heard them talk about how they've had a sense that they were going through something to share with others. So it is one way to, you could call it a reframing of difficult times in your life where you think I'm going to help somebody with this. And so it's sort of worth it to go through this experience because we know we've all had someone in our life who's been able to be that for us, right? To be out ahead of us. And I've done that in a number of fronts, like through fertility. I still have plans where I want to talk more about that um, through my art business. I've basically taken struggles I've had and I've spoken about them. And that's where the whole podcasting came in. And for you specifically, Marisa, and I know you're okay with me kind of putting you on the spot because you're in the expansive artists. And I also got to work with you in Artful Selling. So I feel like I've had the opportunity to get to know you and work with you. And I was instantly going to say, if you didn't recognize it in yourself, oh, you have the nudge. <laughs> like you, and, and what I find 
Interesting. And so we're just going to dispel this myth right away. You came on live with us a few weeks ago to talk about your experience in the expansive artists. And I saw the thread where someone basically felt like they wanted to be a part of our community because of the story you shared. And that's all the personal, which you have in spades. Um, That's all that you need. You're communicating already you have the skills to move someone to a decision, to a choice in life that they believe is going to benefit them in life. And really that's all that teaching is, right? We're, we're either bringing a creative skill or we are, are bringing a, a business skill or we're just um, bringing something bright to somebody's life and it's going to make an improvement for them and so I, I would gently challenge you and say that you have that skill and the fact that you are coming up, um, you know, you're saying yes to opportunities to speak on Clubhouse or you so kindly, you and Marie, you know, kindly joined me for that live stream. You've been raising your hand and that's how it starts. You, you do become better. You do practice and you know, I am now speaking to you and, and I get that foggy brain too. Um, I'm aware of how diet might impact that. I've gone through all kinds of things. I think also I'm just passionate about a lot and juggle a lot in my brain. And so I have a sticky note right here. <laughs> I have a video recording of this. If I post it, you'll be able to see it. I have my three points because even though I know them off the top of my head, I needed to refer back to them. So that's no big deal. We can cover that. But I'm also speaking to you as someone who you know, just picked up a microphone, started speaking into it, and then had enough confidence to keep going. And then I know I I got to meet some of you through when I was periscoping. And that confidence to live stream came off of podcasting and teaching. And then the getting on Zooms with people and then teaching even further. And I know for you who have kindly been part of my journey of starting what was the Creative Outliers and now the Expansive Artists, I know a number of members have been like, wow, you've really grown. Not to say that I was doing a bad job before. I I wasn't, but I've practiced and I've been learning from people and I've been taking courses and I've just become a better teacher. But that only happens, I would think, even if you came out with quote unquote official certification, education qualifications, you're still going to grow in that space. And a lot of that has to do with the interaction of working with people. It doesn't happen without that. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. And so to answer your question, Marisa, I say go for it, meaning, you know, and by the way, congratulations on this opportunity to illustrate for this poet. This sounds incredible, a credible opportunity, but you can like let this, you can put this in your, I say like put it in your backpack Um, don't put it too far away. Like don't, don't package it up and put it in the suitcase in the basement somewhere, like keep it nearby and allow yourself. And this is for everyone who's contemplating this path, allow yourself to kind of go there and be like, Oh, if I were to, um, offer this, share this, teach this, what would that look like? What format, um, how might I do that? And you're already doing it within our community because I see that you naturally want to help and you respond to people and you want to support them and you want them to feel comfortable and and welcome. And I also thank you for that. Thank you for being that in our community. 
And so it's just, it is naturally there for you, for sure. Oh, that's, a, that's amazing. Thanks. Thanks so much for saying all that. That's, uh, that's sort of, that's really changing my perspective <laughs> little by little. Thank you. You're welcome. And I, and it's my pleasure. It's my honor. I, I share that. Um, I want to highlight this one point that you said as well. I think people really respond and, and I would love to hear anyone's thoughts on this. I think people respond to people who are willing to be vulnerable um, and say, you know, at least for me, this has been my journey uh, where I've said, I'm a self-taught artist. I don't even know if I can do this thing, make a living as an artist. Do you want to come along and see if I can want to do it with me? And that worked really well. And that wasn't a, a quote unquote marketing strategy. Like that's just who I am. And it's the same for teaching, you know, Hey, I haven't ever taught before. I'm sure I said this in the fishbowl when I started that course. Hey, haven't done it before. If you want to come along, I think I can put it together. And I find that people love that because we all have vulnerabilities. We're all going to be a beginner at something at some point at many stages of life. And if we choose to grow at all, it's going to happen. And so we always, we kind of feel comforted by that. And so there's something very comforting about the fact that you're just willing to say, I don't even know this is for me, but I'm willing to explore the idea. It sounds like it would be of interest to someone. Um, there is a, I'll leave you with, or not leave you, I'm not leaving yet, but there is a, a tip that's really, really good for anyone contemplating teaching. If you have anyone in earshot, all you need is one student, just one. And you say, uh, I'm thinking about fill in the blank. <laughs> I'm thinking about creating uh, this class for, I'm thinking about, you know, starting a community. I'm thinking about hosting this workshop. I'm, I'm thinking about teaching on this. Would you be interested? And you, you can instantly get a read if someone is interested, to which I also say, if you have you know, the wrong people you're asking that question to, or, or maybe a very small part of your audience, don't always take a no as, as a full on no, but you'll start to be able to get a sense. And a lot of people use it in the marketing space because it just, it doesn't commit you to anything. And it gives you a chance to see if there might be interest in something that you have to offer. And that followed by truly listening, as I was sharing at the beginning, you know, really listen to what people are asking for. That was, like I said, that was everything for me where I was like, oh, people are asking for this. I do have the desire to share. Let's give it a whirl and let's see what happens. And it became a really powerful revenue stream, even at that time in 2008 to my business. It was, it was great. So additional thoughts, but does, does anybody have um, based on what we're sharing, do you have any other thoughts? I know I want, I went a couple of places. I went a couple of places. Um, if you're in the audience and you have a question, I hope you feel, uh, it's a safe space. We are welcoming. It's a nurturing space and you can really explore options and ideas around this. I would love to talk with anyone who's contemplating it and you can share all the, uh, the fears, the concerns, the doubts, the myths, 
habits that maybe you've bought into that you're like, ah, maybe I need to drop this one. Um, I'm happy to have that conversation with you. And Marie, I don't know if you had something you wanted to add to what Marisa was saying as well. Um, yes, not exactly. I think it comes back to uh, the people that you surround yourself with. Uh, your confidence will grow when people around you are supportive, um, maybe working on the same thing that you are, like in the expensive artists, um, which is, I think, um, surrounding yourself with people who have the same vision of life is very, very important. I was really lucky, and I think that's what pulled me through every time it was really hard, where I was not selling for months or um, couldn't put a class together, um, because that's hard. It's, it's a difficult skill. You're not born with being able to do online classes. You have to you have to learn, it's a, and it's a process. Uh, my first transport is not... Uh, fantastic. My second one was better, and I'm certainly hoping that the third one would be even greater. Um, but I think the only reason that I made it so far is, well, not the only reason, the number one is you, if that's something you want to do, you need to find the strength in yourself to overcome all the obstacles that will be in front of you, because there will be some. But also, Surround yourself with a community of people who are positive and uplifting and ready to help each other. I mean, I'm never happier than when I've helped someone. It's, I mean, what could be greater than that? I think it should be a life goal for everybody. You know, if you can help someone, do it. And I think when you have these two things, you're unstoppable. Marissa, if you want to, to teach, well, well, it doesn't matter that you have social anxiety. Actually, it could be a, the greatest asset because then you understand other people who have it too. And there is a lot of people who do. I think we hear a lot and we see a lot of people who don't have or don't seem to have that problem. But that's because they overcame either the fact that they had it or you know, they have other problems, <laughs> but not that one. So I think it's um, every single one of us has a gift. Every single one of us has a story. And you you can be a very important person for someone else. And it should never be dismissed. And it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. I think it's really important to recognize that we all have this in us, all of us. Okay, I think I'm just going to stop now. <laughs> here, here, Marie. <laughs> you clearly also have the desire to share, and I love that you are doing more of it. I was, I was, oh, Marisa, and this is this, I don't know if this is a tip, but um, if you ever see me, if you're on video with me, I, because I want to come back to so many things, I just make notes on sticky notes or notebooks about what to come back to. And Marie said so many inspiring things there. And I wanted to quickly just come back to um, how do you, you mentioned finding the strength and how do you find that? Like, how would you tell someone to find the strength to pursue 
basically what's calling them and specifically when it comes to sharing and teaching? Hmm. <laughs> That's a, well, I think it comes back, back to family. And uh, there are two angles there. I always think of my grandparents who helped uh, so many Jewish people during the year. It was extremely, it was terrifying and it was very difficult. And they didn't give up because it was difficult. So, I mean, compared to doing something, something like this, me do, having an art career is like, I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm not trying to, you know, survive during a war and not only that, but um, save so many people from gas chambers. So there is that one. And the fact that every time it's hard, I'm reminding myself that I don't want my children to see me fail, not because, well, fail because I just didn't stick to it because it was hard. That's not the example I want to give ever. Like if you want something bad enough, uh, then you, you just figure out how to do it. And in between these two, every time I feel sorry for myself, <laughs> you know, this is, this is what comes to mind. That's incredibly powerful, Marie. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I can also um, speak to the war because my mom was a child in World War II. Um, I have a German mom, Marie, if you hear her accent, is from France originally. And, you know, I was raised with listening to the stories of my grandparents and what they went through during that time and uh, how they had nothing, like literally nothing but the clothes on their back. And, you know, sometimes my mom has just said to me, I don't understand what everyone's problem is like do they understand what they have in many instances I'm certainly we're not speaking on all parts of of the globe but we are in a very fortunate time and so as difficult as it is to think about those moments in our history it is important to sort of put some perspective on things um just to say yeah you know I can do this I can do this we don't need to make social media such a, a, a scary venture or whatever it is that we're kind of getting in our way around just to remember how fortunate we are to even have the opportunity to do this, that we have these tools and we have so much available to us. And it really is sad if we, on behalf of those that we're here to help, whether that's one people, whether that's thousands of people, millions of people, um, and also for for you who have families, children, you know, it, it it has that ripple effect. Whenever you step into some part of yourself that is for you, that lights you up, you are having the most profound ripple effect on someone that may never even tell you because you're giving them permission to do the same. And Marie, and then Michelle, it's great that you came up to join us. I'll hand it over to you in just one moment. Marie, that reminds me of something that you had said as well. I do believe that people find their purpose and, and when they are impacting another's life, where you had said there's really nothing better than helping someone. 
And there really, there is nothing better. You know, this, like, it's, this is it. This is kind of what we're here for on some level is to have, I find that we find our, our purpose in there and it comes in many different forms, right? It's not just teaching, but it comes in those daily moments by moments of, of touching someone's life in a positive way and, um, being able to help somebody that day. And it's, it's so that's worth everything. If you get nothing else from this conversation, just, if you feel like you want to help somebody, please do don't let any myths that we've talked about earlier or anything that comes up, stop you from doing that. Please, please do that because people are waiting for you. And Michelle, lovely to have you with us. I hand the mic over to you. Thank you so much, Marissa. I appreciate the opportunity to speak here. This is my first time um, raising my hand and speaking on Clubhouse. So I am a little nervous over here, but I'm going to do my best. We're going to celebrate you just for a moment. (laughs) (laughs) I remember as many times as I've done podcasts and live streams, I was like, woohoo, I'm on a Clubhouse stage. And my heart was like beating out of my chest. So I totally appreciate you and understand and celebrate you. And back, I hand it back over to you. Marissa, thank you so much. And it is true. My heart's beating. I'm shaking a little bit. My hands are a little sweaty right now. Um, And I'm not new to doing lives and things like that. But for some reason, because it's a new venture, a new medium, I'm, I'm a little nervous. But I really felt... Um, compelled to jump in and just let Marissa know that she had mentioned something that clicked to me when she said that for teaching, she's seen teachers where they show different ways of doing something. They watch the student. If they don't get it this way, they show it in a different way. And she wasn't sure if she had that or she knew how to do that. And I wanted to point out one of the things that really stuck out when she was speaking is that, um, Marissa, when you when you were talking about that, you actually came about it from different ways to really express what you were feeling and experiencing. You shared your personal experience with anxiety, with social anxiety and how that might affect things. You shared on a more general um, topic about teaching and what it takes to be a good teacher. And then you brought in a poem. So you actually came in it from three different ways so that we could all learn and be able to really understand what you were feeling. And I just wanted to point out, you were teaching us right then and there, I feel, in my opinion. And I just thought it was amazing. I think that you um, have more of a natural ability for teaching than you might realize at the moment. Um, And then to also say collaboration, being part of a group, I heard that you're part of Marissa Cummings' group, and I apologize, I don't recall the name of the the membership group, but being around other people that are like-minded, that are doing what you're doing, doing what you want to do, collaborating in that way, oh my goodness, that is such a powerful way to grow in whatever way that you're wanting to in your business um, as a teacher, as an art teacher, um, in business in general. So I'm hoping this was somewhat coherent. I did not have notes in front of me before I started. So thank you for this opportunity. I'm going to hand the mic over to whoever is next. I hope I got my etiquette right on that. 
Michelle, you did great. And certainly I'm going to hand it back to Marisa in a second. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you for that. That was beautiful and shows the benefit of what happens when we actually articulate what is on our minds, you know, within a community. And it's one of the reasons that I do love coming here on Clubhouse and having these topics once a week is we we aren't meant to be in a vacuum. And so the fact that you got up here, Marisa, and you shared that and Michelle is just hearing you for the first time and is able to articulate something that that I now looking at it, I see exactly what you mean, Michelle. And you just did, you just did that automatically. You didn't think about it. You just came up and you shared and you've done that more than once. Like I said, I've had the opportunity to see you share in other um, groups and communities and occasions. And I'm like, hello, is, did we not just see the best example of why sharing and being open and then saying what it is that you want and then being willing to come up and, and help someone in any capacity can be, is it life-changing? Marisa, I'm not going to project on you, but how are you feeling after what Michelle shared? And thank you, Michelle, you did a great job. Um, yeah, um, thanks. So, thanks so much, Michelle. I um yeah I feel I feel a little uh I feel a little a little teary and a little shell shocked and um I and and also very <laughs> a little bit relieved and and slightly surprisingly proud that I managed to make sense to someone so that's that's incredibly cool um but the way you the way you articulated that was was incredible and clear and um I just, I just love to hear more from you. I, I haven't met you before. I'd love to know what you do. I don't know if this is a, a space to ask that, um, but I'm going to follow you anyway, I guess. Thank you so much. That's, that's really, it's really helped me. Yeah, Michelle, please share with us. This is absolutely a space to do that um, for you to share. Do you, do you teach Michelle? Cause I think you could, or you should, if you don't already, but what inspired you or how do you, how did you come to this room as well? Do tell us, we're putting you on the spot. Sorry, still trying to figure out where all the buttons are. So I finally figured out how to unmute myself. Um, <laughs> so yes, I do teach. I teach online and in person, um, which I've been doing for many years. And I'm currently very intentionally focused on creating an online presence to go 100% virtual with my teaching. Um, uh, Marissa, I came across you years ago with your book, um, Creative Thursdays, which I absolutely treasure and love, uh, the book and the messages within it. And then recently, I've been looking at Stu McLaurin's tribe group and you were featured I think it was yesterday or today and I was watching your video and I'm like hey I know her I have her book and so then I dove deep into your website to see what you were up to because I hadn't explored that and then from there came across your podcast to you on Clubhouse so that's how I roundabout got to be here today um, but I teach online paint parties mixed media and acrylic canvas paintings right now currently at Inner Journey Studios. I love it. It's magic. That's the magic part. I was just writing about this in my email that went out this morning. I have come up with a, a new formula because there's a formula floating around out there that 
to be successful, well, let's say life, business, whatever, all the things, it's 20% action and 80% mindset. And I created a new formula, if I did the math right, 15% action, 75% mindset, 10% magic. And by that, I mean, you never know how any dot is going to connect to the next dot. In fact, um, Marie, circling back to Europe for a second, my aunt, my mom's older sister, there's a saying in German and it's called uh, die rote Faden, which is the red thread. And she would always tell the story of how the red thread travels throughout our life. And there are these moments where you don't see how everything is going to connect, but then all of a sudden it does connect and and you're you're you couldn't have anticipated that and that's what i call magic is you know michelle don't even get me started on tribe but <laughs> it's been life changing for me and stu is um one of my mentors um one of my main business coach and and mentors and um i adore that fellow i he is as genuine as he seems and he is lit up like nobody's business i was watching him talk with some of the alumni from tribe. And I was like, oh my God, he's going to burst through the screen any minute. Like he is just beaming. He gets so much joy from helping people who then go on to help other people, which is like this whole theory of the ripple effect and, and this red thread. And, um, it's just incredibly moving. And so it's, it's fascinating to me where you're detailing that you found my book, which thank you so much. That came out in 2012. And and then then you happen to see me on that video, which yes, I'm really proud of that video. They did a great job. I, it's so nice. I'm like, if someone could capture my life in four minutes, they did it. They were a lovely crew and they shot it on a beautiful uh, red camera. I don't know if you've ever heard of those, but they're super, they're super cool. They're so pretty. Um, and and then that led you, like you said, down this path of, of being here today. And hopefully we're providing some value and some insight for you. And um, feel free to ask me any questions here or DM me about Tribe. Um, I'm all in on the Kool-Aid on that one proudly. <laughs> it's just been, it changed my life for the reasons that you're talking about. I finally got myself into a community of people who are like-minded, who support one another. And if you don't know Heidi easily, uh, you might want to be in her membership. Uh, don't know if it's open right now, but she's one of my friends from that time that I've had the opportunity to watch her grow. And her whole membership is about paint parties and, um, you know, growing that community as well and doing that virtually. So she's, I'm sure she's got incredible skills and lessons or just follow her and see what she's working on. She's always going live as well. And just being in a community where a lot of creatives are thriving and are really like, no lie, collaboration over competition. I just spoke in a dear friends group this morning who teaches artists and we're all just here to help as many people as we can in whatever capacity we can. And that vibe has been set by a community, like you're saying, of people who are uplifting, who are supportive, 
who are led by a very kind-hearted, um, genuinely hearted person who just wants you to do well. And when you believe that about yourself, right, we're saying this to Marisa, <laughs> my fellow Marisa, my only Marisa I know who shares the same pronunciation and spelling of our name. When Marisa Montaldi, when I say to her, you can do this now, you know, I'm going to be on you. I'm going to bug you. And I'm going to hold the space for you to evolve into this if it's something that you feel called to do. And you cannot underestimate the power of that. It was really um, being part of that community for me is what led me, kept me going. Like Marie was talking about earlier, I've wanted to quit. I have quit um, several times before. And I just thought I'm not doing that this time. And I need to get myself to a place where I have mentors. I have community that I can go to with the challenges which happen the growing pains, the everything. I need a space where I can speak to people who get that. And, you know, I, I, it's, it's been everything. And then it helps me also be a better mentor and community leader. Our group is called the Expansive Artists. And, you know, everything I learn, everything I experience, I just keep growing and continue to hope to make the space as the best possible space that it can be. And, um, it's so cool. It's just, I don't even know how to articulate it beyond that statement, but it's so powerful when we come together with people with similar values and we just all help each other. Do you really do get the rising, uh, the rising tide lifts all ships? Like you get it. It's not just a saying, it's a real thing. And I see that as a powerful, a powerful experience that happens here on Clubhouse in particular right now. Um, happens in communities, happens when you choose to join and participate with that intention. So I know I went on a bit of a tangent there. That's what I do. I've sort of owned that about my teaching style. So that's the other thing when we're talking about online teaching, certain styles may or may not work for people. Like Stu is very like boisterous and fun and joyful and wants to keep it simple. I think it works for a lot of people, but you know, we all like find our people by being ourselves. So I just say I have inspired tangents. That's what I do. And I always hope that there's inspiration in there because Sometimes I also just operate from an intuitive place. And um, and Marisa, one more thing too on the note-taking is a lot of times things circle back if you ever forget. I notice that they'll just make an appearance like one final thing that I wanted to share with you around or anyone who might have social anxiety around teaching. My fiance, I met him actually as a student of improv he was teaching at the Groundlings Theater. It's a comedy theater sketch writing in here in Los Angeles. A lot of Saturday Night Live performers are from there or were trained there. And he chose to go into improv to get over crippling shyness, he calls it. Like ridiculous, like he had severe social anxiety and he's like, I'm getting over it. And so he joined that theater, which if anyone's ever done improv, uh, there's no shyness there. <laughs> like you have no net, you're no notes. You're not supposed to have any notes or even be in your head about what you're sharing. And then that led to him teaching. 
And he is truly, at the time, um, I had no clue I would ever date him. So it wasn't why I was taking class from him. He was such a good teacher. I took 15 weeks of class with him as a teacher. So uh, I think it can be, I think Michelle was saying this too, it can actually be a massive strength to be connected to that because he understands what it's like for someone coming in and feeling like, oh my God, improv, I can't. Huh? What? Because he was teaching the very beginning levels of improv for a while and it's can work in your favor. So I just wanted to share that because it, it floated around there and I did not take a note of it, but I hope that is helpful as well. So any additional thoughts or I see Joe D is here. Haley, I'm so happy you're here. Margaret, Wendy, Stephanie still hanging out with us. If you'd like to come up and share anything on this topic or any uh, additional thoughts regarding what we've talked about today? Can I jump in to say a couple things? Yeah, absolutely, Michelle. Now that I've figured out how to use this, y'all might never be able to get me to stop talking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we, we, we opened the floodgates. Michelle's hosting her own room soon. I know it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> oh, it's coming. I've got ideas now. Good. Um, first off, I just, um, want to say Heidi Easley is one of my favorite people. I'm in her membership and have been for about a year and a half. And I just finished up her Outer Limits. Um, it's not a mastermind group, but kind of a mastermind marketing group. So I absolutely love and adore her. Um, she's fantastic. Uh, and then I also wanted to say, just to touch back on the teaching a couple of things there. Um, when you had talked about your rambling tangents, I completely relate and understand that. And um, that is me 100%. And to kind of put that over into Marisa's um, court, so to speak, Heidi often will tell me or tell us in her group that there's like how many billions of people in the world and we don't need all of them. We just need a handful of them for our students, for our memberships. And we are going to attract the people that resonate most with us. So I am a rambler when I teach. I go off on tangents all the time. The students that keep coming back to me absolutely love me because of that. At least that's what they tell me. So I'm assuming that's true. And then I occasionally have had people criticize me for it and say, you know, I didn't really like your class because, you know, you go off on these tangents. What I've learned is that's okay. I'm not for everybody. I'm not everybody's cup of tea and I don't want to be. I've got my group and those are my people. Um, and people that really resonate with us are the people that we're going to attract to us. So just as a thought, when you're going out to teach for for Marissa or any of us, that we don't have to be everything for everybody. We just have to be ourselves and hone our own skills through classes, through um, connecting on Clubhouse or Facebook or however we're connecting with people that we can learn from and we can grow with. We just have to be us. And when we do that, we will start to attract the people that resonate with us and want to learn from us. And that is how we can create really positive empowered communities that work for who we are as a person, who we are as um, a teacher. And then secondly, our stories, our personal experiences, whether it's with social anxiety or other things that we have going on in our lives, when we are comfortable sharing those, 
the people that come to us to learn, part of what they're connecting with is the realness of who we are, the genuineness of who we are. And when we're open and vulnerable in ways we're comfortable being open and vulnerable with, um, we can really help other people in their lives to heal and to move forward with some of the things they have going on as well that we may or may not know about. So that's it. Thank you again for opening up this conversation and letting me have a stage to speak on for a few minutes. I'm going to go ahead and um, mute myself and open it up to anybody else. Michelle, I love it. I love that you know Heidi. I'm glad you're with her. I love Heidi. <laughs> she is the best. Um, she's like I said, she's been a huge inspiration for me. And I should also honor her. She did the very first clubhouse room with me, which was me, Heidi and one of my members, Kita. <laughs> So if you ever open a room, it's totally cool. You can have an amazing time with three people. It's, a, it's wonderful. She was totally game to do that with me for the first time. So I thank her for that as well. Um, yes, everything that you shared and then some. And the, the funny thing is, I am also attracted to mentors who will apologize for their tangents. And I love it. I'm like, no, no, no. I know that this is meant for us. Like, I personally love it. And I also, it happens so rarely, right? But I also had someone um, tell me if I could please cut my welcome video to the challenge down. Like, they fast forwarded and they thought that I could bring it down like <laughs> to two or three minutes. And I just had to write back and say, you missed the entire point of the welcome video. And uh, I do believe in brevity in certain instances. I do. And at the same time, um, if you're not interested in like a certain depth or um, inspired tangents, perhaps I'm not the right mentor for you. Like I, I also get to say that really comfortably now. And so I agree Michelle, it's a good reminder. We'll, we will um, wrap on that concept of, you know, just be yourself. And I know that when people say that, you're like, oh, why does that feel so hard sometimes? It's because we're second guessing and we're just trying to, whether it's our art, it's our teaching, we're trying to be so many things for so many people and um, it's I appreciate you sharing that because it is a nice reminder. And by being ourselves, clearly, um, we can help people to know for themselves if we're the right fit for them or not. And as you shared that Heidi said as a good reminder, yeah, there are billions of people in the world and more than ever, we're able to find each other. And so you can find your people. And it's cool because your people will then cross over with other people's people. And then that community will just continue to grow. You know, not that we all have to be the same. We just have shared values. I think that's what, what binds us and, um, heart centered is what I, what I call it and have called it for a while. And so I'm always thankful to connect with more people. Um, because this is going on the podcast and you kindly all shared your time with me, I'm just going to round Robin real quick. If we can, um, starting with Marie, then Marisa and Michelle as well, if you can just share where we can find you on Instagram or your website, I just want to say thank you for sharing your wisdom and your thoughts and time, and it'll go up on the podcast next week, I believe. So Marie, where can we find you? 
Uh, you can find me at Florida's Art either on Instagram or Facebook. And I have a website as well, www.fleurdelisart.com. Yeah, okay, good. I had my my connection is down. Hopefully you can hear me okay. And Marisa, where can we find you? Um, the best place to find me so far is my um, my barely existing, it's, it's getting there, getting their Instagram account, which is, at Mantipants, um, M-A-N-T-E-P-A-N-T-S. Wonderful. And Michelle, where can we find you? You can currently find me at Facebook for Inner Journey Studios and on Instagram with Inner Journey Studios. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you for all your wisdom. Thank you everyone for joining us for the live and who are catching this on the replay. Uh, always so many good conversations in these rooms and uh, I appreciate it very much for you joining me and sharing with me today. So I will be back next Thursday. I'm usually coming on. I try to schedule them uh, between 10 and 11 Pacific daylight time. I am. All right. You all have to hold me accountable to this. I am planning to schedule art first thing almost every morning next week. I'm pretty excited about this. So I'm going to do that first and then I will, then I will be back to share all the things in all the places. So, all right. I'm holding myself accountable as well. So let's all have a beautiful creative Thursday and I'll see you back here on Clubhouse soon. I always remind you, just take one thing today that may have stood out to you. Maybe you had something be reaffirmed to you about ideas that you have. Um, maybe you have one takeaway uh, that you've learned that you can apply to what you're working on. And I invite you to think about that and I'll see you next time. All right, podcast friend, I'm back with you. It's just us. It's just us for a moment. I'm also going to invite you. You heard Michelle talk about uh, Stu McLaren, who was a podcast guest last year. I've always got to have all these episodes. I got to have them top of mind. Um, it was just a year ago because it's it's tribe time. It's tribe time. And uh, Stu is hosting his free workshop. It only happens once a year. Um, it's becoming quite the event. I mean, it always has been, but so many people are excited about it, know about it. And Stu pours his heart into this workshop. So it's incredible. I highly recommend it to you, especially if you're thinking about adding online teaching. Not necessarily though, right? We we're talking about recurring revenue. There are people, this is such a cool idea for artists, something I've contemplated for a while, who have subscriptions, you know, uh, recurring revenue around their art, art boxes, art supplies, kits that might go along with classes. There are so many opportunities and things that maybe don't even exist yet that you will be inspired to think about. So just come and, and tune into the workshop and I will provide that link in the show notes. I also, I did end up adding it to episode 231. If you 
listen to that episode as well and come join Stu at the tribe workshop and have fun. It's so fun. Connect with the incredible community and I can't wait to hear what ideas you have that will, new ideas that will be sparked for you. So come and join us and I'll be back here again. Until next time, friends, thank you so much for listening. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.